from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. I want to wish you a very hearty thank you for tuning in or for tuning in again. This is episode number 139, The Sciences, The Social Sinusoidal Wave, and where we are right now. This is going to be a really good informative show, so you're going to want to stick around. We're going to have some fun. In the meantime, I have a brief message. Folks, I don't like advertising. And I would probably be willing to bet you don't like it either. So, I have pretty much dedicated myself to not having advertisers on my show. However, in order to keep that dream going, I need the support of listeners like you. So if you could find the time and go over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com and click on the put some food in the fridge tab it would be going a long way to helping me to keep ads off of this program. I've been pretty much committed to that policy since day one because God knows I hear enough of it day in and day out from every source you can imagine, and I'm sure you do as well, and I hate that shit. But... Well, I uh, I need to keep the uh, I need to keep the lights on. So, if you would do that, check that out. Your support would be very much appreciated. Now back to the show. If you are wondering what the hell exactly is a sinusoidal wave, what it is is a usually a uh, either electronic or perhaps physical representation of measurement that measurement can be in terms of well typically usually it refers to electronics um, amperage or wattage and various measurements of that hence the root of it being sine or sine wave. However, um, there is some evidence that it appears to be a lot more than that. And so that's what we're going to get into, and that's what I'm going to talk about, because what I've found is that 
um, the connections between things which at one time and place may just seem unbelievably distant, but until they're not, there can be a whole series of connections. And if you look at start point and if you look at the end point, say, wow, that's amazing that those two got connected in that matter. And that's what I'm getting at here. <clears throat> For instance, most people know, or at least I think, or at least in my generation, most people used to know that the moon has a very powerful effect on our ocean tides. As a matter of fact, it is also very largely responsible for our tectonic plate movement. So, if you want to, for instance, all things being equal, if you want to see the Earth die very quickly, you would remove the moon. Because without the moon, there's basically no tides, and there's also no tectonic plate movement. And tectonic plate movement is a double-edged sword because on the one hand, um, that's why we have earthquakes. So that's the bad part. On the other hand, if we stop having tectonic plate movement, Basically, the planet dies. So having a moon and having the moon of its size that it is, of its mass, and its relative position fits in there perfectly. So, although most people do know at least about the moon uh, controlling the tides, what many people don't know is that <clears throat> it's leaving us. That's right. As I just mentioned to you, what would happen if the moon was just gone tomorrow? Just poof, it's just gone. Well, we would be in a shitload of trouble real quick. But we don't, uh, barring some absolutely unforeseen catastrophe, we don't have to worry about that. So if we don't have to worry about that, you might reasonably ask me, you just said it's leaving. Yes, it is leaving. But it's leaving at a rate of about an inch a year. So... What does this mean? Well, <clears throat> consider this. The closer the moon is relative to the Earth and rel relative to its orbital plane, um, the tides are higher, more robust, also as are the seas. So, for instance, as an example... 
if you were on a sailing vessel, a uh, relatively primitive sailing vessel, say, I don't know, 2,500 years ago, and you were in rough seas, there is a very good chance, besides sinking, that you will have seen a much worse storm than the same people at the same place and time, time of year, all things being equal, with another storm would probably encounter. And this is simply because the waves were a bit higher. Maybe not that much higher, but measurably higher. And that's because, say, for instance, during the time of Augustus or Octavian, if you will, Caesar, the moon was actually roughly around uh, 200 miles closer to the Earth. And what that means, of course, is that at certain times of the year, they would have had some incredibly beautiful sunsets. And also, some incredibly beautiful moonsets. But what that means relative to now is what is important. Because, actually, 2,500 years ago, the, uh, the seas, the world's seas, were rougher, a little bigger, a little higher. The storms were a bit more intense. And that is because, all things relative, um, there was a greater influence on the Earth because the moon was simply closer. So, what has been discovered since then is what I'm really going to bring into this because it's a very interesting correlation. So, I think it's important to point out, first of all, that um, correlation is not causation. They are separate. However, correlation is a big deal if it's proven that there really is a correlation. So, um, if you take a huge graph and you apply world events, human events, if we can go back even 1,500 years, let's say, they seem, what we seem to notice is that there are events that take place and times and entire waves of humanity that commit themselves either in a positive or negative manner. So, 
let's say at one given time, it can appear as though if you live in a certain area of the uh, of the world in a certain country, that collectively everyone has more or less lost their mind. And um, on the other hand, there is a transitional period, and then there are the the great times, such as the Renaissance. And that was around roughly around 1450, let's say. So when you start pinning out these correlations, all these ebbs and flows, there also is, there seems to be correlations between uh, what happens either in a positive or negative manner and population. So, for instance, at the time, on the end of <clears throat> the civilization of Rome and from the time period, let's say from that, and we went through what was known as the Dark Ages, and that would have been, I would say, would have been capstoned by the Black Death. So, in other words, if you were someone living um, between that time period, which would have been three, four generations in this 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 abyss, um, you would have been fucked. Everything bad, um, just just really bleak and awful, and that didn't change again until around started really getting going for the better around 1450 which was <clears throat> you know some some people put a timeline just generally of you know 1400 but i would say 1450 just to be rock solid um when uh it was the, the Renaissance, um, you, you know, science was good and people weren't constantly being, you know, beheaded, disemboweled or burned at the damn stake for believing in science. And we had art and we had philosophy and they went back to the, the classics of Rome and of Greece and uh, there were there were many, many advances in so many different areas. And even, you know, I mean, construction. Unfortunately, so there was as well with uh, armaments of wars and developing cannons and things of that nature. But on the good side of it, and there was a, a lot of good um things improved dramatically and uh you know construction materials improved and the the relative 
uh, lower cost and ease of constructing uh, a simple you know home to live in was dramatically improved so the point is is that <clears throat> there are these waves that seem pretty continual and continuous not perfect you know they can be off by maybe five or ten years give or take on the upswing or the downswing but generally speaking they're pretty accurate or at least they seem to be and um, you can be born in an era and an age um, that you just again by dumb luck you were born at the right place and the right time and you have a much greater opportunity of having a much better life um, and conversely it can go the other way and needless to say that's well not good <laughs> The reason I'm saying this and how it's going to connect to uh, the next idea here is that we have so many people, even myself included, and I am just a, a novice at this, but I enjoy doing it and I enjoy talking to you about it, that, you know, you could be so overwhelmed by so much negativity going on and there is certainly no shortage of bad things taking place. Um, but um, if you look at it as a whole, you would have to look at it on this chart, on this sine wave that I'm talking about. And <clears throat> right now, um, we're not... Uh, even at the bottom of that wave. We're still on the way down. Um, I cannot accurately predict how deep this goes because, like I said, it's, it's not a perfect sine wave. There are variations, and apparently variations within the various decades. But the pattern runs somewhere between 72 to 84 years, good and bad. So just, you know, from your baseline, and then it can go either direction, start in either direction. You could start it going up, and things are very good. And then, but it reaches a peak. And it's like a roller coaster, and here it goes down. And it will continue to go down. And so roughly, very roughly, this is not 100%, but you have around a 35 to 40 up point, and then conversely, a 35 or 40 year downtake. We are in the downtake phase. Now, whether or not that means that we have reached bottom, that I don't 
no. Because, again, from what I've looked at, it could be plus or minus, at this point, 10 years. So I don't know. The best that I've been able to calculate from this is we're plus or minus 10 years. We either, well, I wouldn't say minus, but I mean, we potentially have another 10 years of things just getting worse and worse and worse. And then just like, basically just like the sun coming out on a miserable day or a miserable week or two weeks or what have you, um, suddenly the clouds part and here's the sun and it stays sunny. And that is the ebb and flow of um, a great deal, at least what can be recorded, at least say from the last 2,000, 2,500 years <clears throat> of, known, of known history that can be documented. Um, they started, the people, the powers that be, they started looking at this. And after they started looking at it, and I started looking at it, and now I'm sharing it with you. Now, where does this connect to? Okay. Well, the next connection here is that um, one of the things that I have talked about um, is basically sometimes things can seem so overwhelming because even when we have things that are, you know, sparks of hope or something that's good, it's very quickly extinguished or something happens to negate um, the positive that has happened. And I am not by my nature, a negative person. Um, all too often, I'm accused of such, but I'm really not. I am just a realist. And they're different. They really are. And if I look at something in the long-term projection, well, that looks good, and this looks good, and yeah, then, you know, I'm, I'm on board. But conversely, if it doesn't look good, well... In the old parlance of the times, they used to call that, you know, calling them as you see it. Calling a spade a spade. And that's me. That's what I do. <laughs> and um, so I don't know how much longer this is going, this, this, this badness is going to go on. But um, it would explain why there seems to be an almost unconscious movement for basically people to uh, act um, as though they, they don't even have a mind, as though something were controlling their mind, because they act so damn out of their mind. I'm not kidding you. If masses of people, the population, and it doesn't matter how much you teach or how much you preach about any damn thing, 
They just kind of look at you, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> they just kind of wander off and, and go about being crazy, crazy again. And when you've been through so much of this endlessly, over and over again, you know, part of you, and if, by the way, if you have done this, if you know what I'm talking about, whether it's if you have to deal with groups of people or say just a few people or family members and you're you're just dumbstruck you're absolutely dumbstruck that you just look you know it's that look the look you give when you drop jaw and you just and you try to then you tell one of your sane friends and you say yeah and i did everything i possibly could and the other person said, and they wouldn't listen to you. Nope, wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> I told them not to do this. I almost practically begged and plead, this is a bad idea. Or, you know, don't do this thing. Or don't date that person. Or please don't start this business here. Or don't, whatever. It, the, the, but it's collectively, it's, it's that kind of consciousness, whereas... It seems this is a big wave in society. And if you look back in history and what they said <clears throat> was the general demeanor of people at that time, and they have the written records, and they're basically saying the same thing. The same thing that people have lost collective that society is is base and that it's lost its it's lost its its mind. It's become a very self-centered, narcissistic, um, brutish, uh, uh, sexually you know deviant uh, society, and it just you know the so-called the remaining the few relatively you know remaining normal people they just look and they shake their heads and some people rely on god or they turn to religion others don't but they're still scratching their head and it's like god damn is, is there something in the water that everyone's they they've either gone crazy or gone stupid or both But that's what it seems like. And um, anyway, yes, the social sensorial wave theory idea, I think it has some merit. I'm not going to say it's the, the be-all and end-all of, of predicting things, but... Um, it's, it's amazing. There's a lot more that you can find out about it easily online. My job here is to get the basic message out. I do some research. I, get all, I try to get a hold of the good stuff, the, the, the chunks of the good stuff. And I lay it out to you and then let you think about it, 
because I don't want to be prescriptive. I just want to kick it out there to you. And so, you know, and you could think, you could say, hmm. And hopefully you'll have take some time and look it up for yourself. And uh, maybe even, you know, hopefully you'll uh, do your own research and drop me a line and say, wow, Ernest, that was that was really great or that was really insightful. And here's what I found. And you put a comment up there and share it with others. Or conversely, you come back, you say, Ernest, I think you're crazy as crackers. You have no idea what you're talking about. As a matter of fact, I have no idea what you're talking about. And that's the beauty of this, folks. That is the beauty of something that is, at least I'm trying to be democratic. You think I'm crazy as a shithouse rat? Tell me. Tell me what you think. I can take it. Promise you. Of course, on the other hand, if you would love to give me lots of admiration and praise, well, <laughs> I'm good with that too. So, I don't know how much to, um, how much weight to give this. Um, but when I was looking at this chart of everything between world events, world wars, correlations, mass it movements. It's about mass. Uh, typically, there's a correlation of war. There, there seems to be this uh, time correlation, again, somewhere around 72 to 84 years in there, plus or minus, give or take, but like clockwork. And in order for that to happen, in order to have the mass wars, you have to have the mass hysteria. It's almost like two quick analogies. It's like the uh, the fable of of the lemmings. That they they get past a certain point of population, let's say, or whatever it is that you know, whatever switch gets thrown. And um, supposedly, I say the myth because it's not supposedly, actually, they, they don't just periodically all decide to throw themselves off a cliff and commit suicide. That is not factually based. But I'm just using perhaps what is a poor example, but I'm talking about this effect, like a lemming effect for people that, um, in other words, um, it's almost as though if you had um, very good reasons uh, for going off to war against another uh, nation or possibly a civil war or what have you, and you had some very good legitimate reasons for do doing so, um, like what 
happened, what was occurring with the U.S. involved for the First World War, and we didn't want to do it. Americans, and even the president of that time, uh, simply wanted to uh, stay out of the fighting, but it is a mass thing, once again. It's a mass thing, and then something something triggers something. Now, for instance, um, this changed, supposedly, the, the switch that got flipped in that case was the sinking of the Lusitania, and then the then-president, I believe it was Wilson, and then he did an about-face with the propaganda, and he was saying, well, yeah, well, now war is good, and but I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy that, because <clears throat> when this thing happens, it's it's more than that. It's more than the time it would take for the workings of the propaganda. I'm talking about with mass things against all anything that makes any sense. It's as though you threw a light switch, and then suddenly people can go from anti-war to pro-war. And the thing is, in either case, and this is what, you know, this is what frustrates me. In either case is that you can't one way or the other, depending on what point, you know, what part of this, uh, what side of the fence you're on, you can't talk them out of it. If you're completely have to be objectively correct that this is 100% wrong, let's say, and a war is being threatened, and there's absolutely no legitimate reason why we should go. If they have flipped the switch, you could talk to your blue in the face, talk to family members, friends, what have you, won't listen. And conversely, it works the same way in the other direction. So... I think I think there's something to this. The social sine wave um, theory. It would explain what the hell is going on and why it appears as though that you know that society is just spiraling down. And with, again, no rhyme, no reason. It's like if you picture the, the old movies of an old biplane or something when it's, it may be very high up in the air, but perhaps the, the pilot got shot and killed or passed out and it's just doing the, the spiraling, you know, into a death, a spiral all the way down, boom, into the ground. And for a number of years now that's that is a fact that's what it has been doing at least here in the US i don't pretend to be an expert on the rest of the world i have opinions but from my knowledge and my age and experience that's what i've witnessed here particularly in the last 30 years 
absolutely shit. I can go for that 40 years at least not getting better. Technology has absolutely, I mean, that's pointless to try to deny that. Yeah, we got, we have all this miracles of everything that we have as far as technology. Yeah. I'm talking about the social side of things and our quality of life and how many people are able to live a higher standard of existence. I don't think there would be too many people that would try to argue that point with me. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care. I'm out of here.